I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. But you are ODB, though. That's just. I'm put a picture of my food stamp uh, ID on, on my, use my real food stamp ID. <laughs> All right, it's hour number three. It's Barton Hot 98.7 ESPN. And Bart Scott, when it's hour number three, what's that mean? Oh, you're gonna, oh, we're going to take a sip first. <clears throat> Pinky up. Keep that big toe away. I have some pecans and uh, cashews in my mouth. It's pecans, please. Yeah. Man, I messed this mic up. I got nuts everywhere. Do this again. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. When it's hour number three, what's that mean? It's the power hour, 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 hour. So, so when I contacted Frank Isola about coming on the show, I gave him two two time options, and I said, so he had to pick the later one, which is now. And I said, oh, lucky you. You get to be in the power hour. It's like, what's that? And I imagine as he's listening right now, he's saying, what the hell am I getting myself into? Frank, how are we doing, man? Ow, 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 ow. He just keeps going. I knew. I figured Bart would be awake by 2 o'clock. So I, wanted come, I wanted to be on when everyone was, you know. Paying attention. Well, we appreciate it. The, the blood sugar was really low coming in from boxing class. You know what I'm saying? I had to, I had to come in here and say, cut me, Mick. Yeah. We got some food. We were good to go. Speaking of, of being awake, Frank Frank does pre and post for the Yes Network on on Nets broadcast, and then has to wake up. Like you get like what two hours sleep, then you wake up and he does, uh, which is a terrific <laughs> show on Sirius XM NBA Radio, uh, the Morning Rush. He and, um, and Brian Scalabrini, and he does every morning. So you do games post game, and then you got to do a morning show. It's like going straight from the club to yeah, work. Like when you get old, you generally you sleep more, not less. No, right? old people, don't, go doing? To sleep. Old people don't sleep that much. They don't want to. You're afraid to sleep. Deep, they don't want to go to the deep sleep. <laughs> now my grandma take nap. My grandma used to just take naps. Like, I ain't want to sit close my eyes. Too One long. eye open. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It, it keeps you from drinking at night. So you lay, you lay up there because those days are over. I could maybe have a drink at eleven o'clock at night. If I do that. Uh, I'll have a headache for three days after doing radio in the morning. So that's, I don't know after that, that after that first quarter and first half last night. You I imagine you might want to have a few drinks uh, watching the Nets. <laughs> just like what a difference a couple of weeks makes, right? I mean, the night that, that Kevin Durant makes his debut in in Phoenix, you have one of the. I mean, that that was the worst first half the Nets have ever had in their franchise history. Eighty one points they gave up. To the Knicks. Before we get into all the, the Knicks stuff of this, though, just from a Nets perspective, I mean, does, is this really like is it is it demoralizing where they are right now, or is all these draft picks in the next couple of years giving them some hope that all right, well, this is now a rebuild, it's official? Well, yeah, it's weird. They played really well a few weeks ago against a good Philadelphia team. They probably should have won the game. They played well against Atlanta. I also think it's the teams that they're running into. They weren't ready after the break to play Chicago. Got smoked by them. They played really well. For um, you know, three quarters of the game against Milwaukee, but then Milwaukee outclassed them. Then the back-to-back against the Knicks, you can just tell the Knicks are more locked in. 
they're more organized. Right now, they're better coached on both ends of the court. There's no doubt about it. I mean, Jay, what I thought would happen, though, I mean, Jalen Brunson killed them uh, two weeks ago. He scored 40 points. I figured they would figure out a way to maybe defend him better. He hit 30 by halftime. You know, he's 30 of 39 with 79 points in his last two games against the Nets. It's ridiculous. That is. That's like, uh, I mean, who's putting up those kind of numbers? The guy, and we don't, you don't even think of him when he came out of college as a great, great like scorer. 30 for 39. That's what he shot against the Nets in the last two games. They tried to trap him. I mean, that's the one thing that did, I guess Vaughn did try to do was just get it out of his hands and trap him. But by then it was it was kind of too late. But, but on, on the Brunson uh, topic, you know, obviously, you know, you, you know, you know his dad, Rick Brunson. You covered those those late 90s teams. And Jalen was, you know, a little kid running around in Chicago when Tibbs was there and Rick was there as an assistant. And, you know, his trajectory from, as you mentioned, I mean, he was a star in college. He won two championships. He was a, a terrific player in college. But a second-round pick, you know, what, what he was with Dallas to what he is this year, I mean, there's there was no like, – did you have any indication that he – and we saw him have big playoff games last year. I mean, we saw hints of it. But did you have any – indication that he'd be doing what he's doing this year in his first year in New York? No, not, not from, not especially not from a scoring standpoint, but when you do look back at his career, I mean, the guy did play for terrific coach at Villanova, and the mm-hmm. guy won. He had his father coaching him you know, when he was younger and obviously teaching him to play the position the right way. I never understood, and you know, I get it. You're going to miss on certain guys, but how does everybody in the NBA miss on the guy in the first round where he ends up going in the second round after being player of the year. He won two national championships. Mm-hmm. I guess, you know, because he doesn't uh, jump out of the building and he's not going to blow you away with his athleticism, but the guy just knows how to play basketball. And he comes there, he's playing. You know, t- you know Tom Thibodeau has known him for a long time. He's all about winning. The guy just wins. I don't I don't get what these teams see. And I don't get what the Dallas Mavericks see. They would have signed last year a couple of times. For, uh, on, for a $55 million contract, Dallas wouldn't give it to him. He ends up leaving. They don't get anything for him. Even if they didn't want the guy, why wouldn't you just sign Jalen Brunson knowing that there would be teams interested in him? Instead, they draft the guy, they develop him, and now when he's at his best, they just let him walk to New York. And the impact that he's had with the Knicks, it's, it's incredible what he's done. Clearly, he was good enough to be an all-star this year, and he just plays with so much confidence and so much poise, and he's such a likable person. I oh, think. Yeah. He's just he's a bit of a throwback. You know, he doesn't really get caught up in the nonsense. Even last year during the playoffs, uh, you know, when they were going up against Phoenix, there's a lot of talking back and forth. He doesn't get wrapped up in that. He's just not He's not a Bart Scott talker. He's a very quiet guy, that's for sure. Yeah, that's because he's way more mature than me. I got I got the uh, <laughs> mindset of a three-year-old. Uh, when, 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 you, when you look at, you know, I want to go back to this Nets team a little bit because – when you look at who's going to be the core going forward, and and Vaughn, uh, I'm assuming that they, you know, they decided to go with Vaughn and not go and, and, and continue to search for Adoga because they understand that this is a rebuild. But who's going to be some of the centerpieces that they're going to build this team around, and who's going to be some assets that they potentially can get a good haul back from? Because we we talk about, you know, we we talk about um, Bridges. And how he could be, he could potentially fit, you know, well with the Knicks. Uh, we don't think that they'll do that. But are they going to give him a, an extension or a salary? Or are they going to try and flip some of these pieces and start all over from scratch yeah. again? It, it, it's it's going to be really interesting to see what happens over the final twenty games. 
I mean, they clearly like Bridges a lot. I think it's the same with Cam Johnson. They have a lot of assets right now where maybe they could do something in the off season. But you know, you got to be able to make a trade and you got to you know decide on the right player and hope that it works. A big issue with the team right now is Ben Simmons because <laughs> you know if Ben Simmons could somehow be the player that he was three or four years ago, it would make all the difference in the world if you could stick him out there in point guard with all these athletic players plus the size that Ben Simmons is. But I don't, I'm not so sure. That could happen. And he's, he shows up at games. He looks like he's in a good mood. He's got a smile on his face on the bench. Then when they ask Jack Boyd at the game, they say, well, he's got a sore knee. Well, what exactly does that mean? Sore knee, he's been out for two weeks now. Mm-hmm. Is Still he getting tests? I mean, is he, it, it's incredible. I don't, I don't understand. I feel badly for him if he's, if he's struggling, going through something where he doesn't want to play, if it's a mental thing. You know, you feel badly for the guy because it wasn't that long ago. He was a really good NBA player. I think he made 13 more mm-hmm. NBA when He's been an all-star three times. He's so far away from being that player, and that that's the biggest issue that they have right now. What are they going to do with this guy? Because he's untradeable. There's no question about it in terms of getting any kind of value, plus the contract he makes. It's They need him out there playing and playing well, but I have no idea if that's possible. I mean, if you were making $70 million over the next two years and weren't forced to work, wouldn't you be kind of in a good mood all the time too? Yeah. I mean, the soreness it, it, factor to me is what this is what I hate when they treat us like we're idiots. General and they just keep giving right. They they keep giving us like that's the issue. We're all sore. Is that it's it's just like sore. I mean, give him salon pass. Like like can we get some copper fit for this guy? Like it's just sore. <laughs> like give me at least something a little more than the knee is sore. At least then we all can right. we can live with it. All right, all right. Well, he's dealing with something. Okay, great. And if it is mental. Philly already made that clear. He already has talked about his mental issues. No one's going to be blo- shocked or 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 uh, or upset that he's got a mental issue. If he does, all right, let's get him some help. But this sore knee exactly. thing that they keep dragging out—it's like, are we are we all idiots here? Nobody has a sore knee for two weeks and can't play. No. Nah. So I, 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 I agree. Yeah. Then they General talk about soreness. Time, you know, exactly how uh, you know all NBA players have some form of tendonitis. You play basketball, you know that you need. Eventually, you're going to hurt you. You know, Jock Vaughn is a very upbeat guy, mm-hmm. and you could tell he's a little fed up with the whole situation with Ben Simmons. I mean, Jock Vaughn played for Jerry Sloan, and he played for Greg Popovich. I mean, there was a certain way. You know, he came up in those organizations. Right. And think about the players that he played with in those two organizations. And now you have Ben Simmons with all this talent, making the salary that he, you know, that he's receiving, and he's just not doing enough for you. It's got, it's got to be so incredibly frustrating. He's not going to completely destroying, but he has said when they asked him about the knee, this was a couple of weeks ago, he said, no, they did test. Everything's fine. It's just, it's just sore. What does that tell you? <laughs> and by the way, uh, at least we have one injury secret that has been revealed. Dave McMenamin now reporting that after medical examination by a team of physicians, let me get a load of this tweet. Uh, it was determined LeBron James suffered a right foot tendon injury against the Mavericks and the Lakers Say that he will be reevaluated in approximately three weeks. So he had a whole team of physicians that gave him a medical examination, <laughs> and the determination was: there's a tendon injury. We don't know the extent of it, but it's in his right foot. So at least we know we know the foot already, but now we know it's a tendon. So we're getting closer to understanding what this is. Isn't it amazing? A team well, I, of physicians. <laughs> I, I said this right. So when Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> his ankle, we were getting hourly updates on everything about Patrick Mahomes' <laughs> ankle. If Lionel Messi were to have a hangnail, it would be the biggest story in the world, and they'd be calling in doctors all over how should it be treated, what should they do. Here's LeBron James. 
one of the biggest athletes in the world says he hears something pop on a Sunday, <laughs> and, and now it's finally four days later. We finally get an update. I know he, they have MRI machines in Dallas and Memphis where he was. Yeah. And he has X-ray machines. So clearly they knew this was probably more about LeBron. Maybe LeBron was so blown away by the injury thinking, well, no, no, I'll be all right, just reevaluate in two weeks. And maybe now that maybe it's been a few days, he says, all right, finally you could uh, release the some of the information. Come on, man, we, we know this. They knew what his injury was clearly by Monday morning. It's just so bizarre that a player as big as he was, right. he's like, I got nothing to see here. He's 38 years old. <laughs> Who knows if the injury could be career-altering right. for him? Like, we all accepted it. We all accept I love how it was like we all – it's like, uh, you know, no nothing really on the injury. We'll know when, we're going to let it rest for two weeks. Oh, okay. Like, like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, no Talk about energy. rewriting the press release. Like, I mean, come on, let's get some information. But anyways, we're talking with Frank Isola. You see him on ESPN all the time, around the horn, uh, PTI. He's got his morning show on Sirius XM NBA radio. And and years ago, wrote a great book called Just Ballin' on on the that, that lockout year Knicks team that came together, and really the city fell in love with that team. And, and Frank, as we're talking about the Knicks, there was a lot from last night in the building that I was leaving, you know, I, I did the radio, I had to cut through the crowd and then get to the post game, and everybody's just talking about the vibe in the building and what it feels like. And 2013 was one thing, 54 wins. You had, like, this mercenary team that had one shot to win it, and then it didn't happen. But there's, like, this feeling now of this is your father's Knicks, the one that your dad kept telling you about from the 90s that plays hard and plays tough and is easy to root for. You covered those teams, you were around those teams, you grew up with those teams. Is this the closest version that this generation has to those teams? Yeah, and I, I do think you're right. That team that did win the 54 games. Remember that year, I think they beat Miami three times. Yep. So they, there was a disappointment against Indiana. I still think about the Roy Hibbert block on Carmelo Oof. at the rim, which I think that right. changed the whole series. I think Because I think the Knicks really would have given Miami a run for their money if they ended up playing them in the conference finals that year. But this this team, there is a certain toughness about it. And the one thing you know about – about Tom Thibodeau, he was around for those teams. And you think about the guys that were there, whether it was Patrick Ewing, whether it was Larry Johnson, earlier it was John Starks, then eventually it was Latrell Sprewell. There was definitely a toughness and an edge. And, you know, they kind of got, like, you know, what works in New York and kind of the way that you have to play and being able to deal with the pressure of playing in New York. Now, this team's going to get tested when they play. You know, if they end up playing Cleveland in the first round, and my radio partner today, Brian Scalabrini, he thinks that the Knicks are better than Cleveland, but, you know, Cleveland is talented, man. I mean, come on, Donovan Mitchell is a good player. They're big, so they could match up with the Knicks uh, from that standpoint. But there is something about this team. It's kind of like a quiet confidence. It's, And I think a lot of it has to do with the point guard, the way that he is. I think Quentin Grimes, look at the way that he kind of conducts himself. And Julius Randle, Julius Randle looks good, man. He's in mm-hmm. great shape. He's, I mean, his passing ability mm-hmm. is terrific. Does he sometimes hold on to the ball a little bit? But that's fine. I mean, most of the top players on, every, on on each team, uh, they do that. I, I think the playoffs this year are going to be a lot of fun. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. They're out of the first round. Let's say they had to play Boston in the second round. They'll give Boston a run for their money. That would be some playoff series. But, you know, with, with that, you know, and the success that they've had, the expectations has risen. So can can a loss in the first round just deflate all the good equity that this Knicks team has had? And what would that force them to do in the offseason? Yeah, I think, we, you know, a lot of people do look at the way that, for example, 
look at last year for the Brooklyn Nets, the way that ended getting swept, and and then uh, the Warriors go on to win, and Kevin Durant is completely freaking out mm-hmm. if that happens. But the one thing I do think about this Nick team, for a lot of I think it makes the, their team and organization, I think it makes it more desirable for players to go to. And I think you look at a guy like Jalen Brunson, I could see players saying, oh, that's a guy I'd like to play with. You know, he's a guy that gets everybody involved. You know, the guy that he left, Luka Doncic, is an awesome player. But I don't know, do other superstar players want to play with him? He does hold the ball a lot. It's kind of the same thing with James Harden, a little bit like Trey Young is like that as well. They're great players, and they're, you know, there's a lot of pluses to what they do. But do other guys want to go pl- uh, play with them? The Knicks would be a team where I think, you know, you go play with Jalen Brunson, I think he, he'd embrace any great player that wanted to be there. Now you look back at it, there was some way they could have gotten Donovan Mitchell. Maybe this would this would be uh, we'd be having a different conversation right now. I do think you're right. If it's a first-round exit, I think at this point it would be a disappointment for them. But I don't think it's something that's going to stall them in the future. I think, you know, to me, this team is trending certainly in the right direction. Frank, I asked, I asked Wendy, Brian Windhorse, this question a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, Wendy's always really good at being dramatic. And, you know, he always has, like, something, like, he can tell you a little, little anecdote, a little story. But he had no answer. And I don't think any of us do. I felt like getting Donovan Mitchell was like their – that was your one shot because it just feels like that run of years where one all-star player wanted out or was going to be moved. Like, he even said it. There's no one on the other side here of, okay, now the Knicks can target this guy. Do you know, like, if you were to guess, whether it's this offseason, as early as this offseason, give me a name that you're like, I, I'd keep an eye on that guy. I don't know if he's going to be happy there, or I don't know if the team is happy with him, and that he could be available, and so the Knicks could use all their assets and try to bring that guy in to make a difference. Yeah, I mean, you know, Carl Anthony Towns would be one, and obviously Tom Coach in the Minnesota. I still think Damian Lillard, you know, Kevin wow. Garnett was, was very similar to Damian Lillard. He had all the loyalty in the world to you know, the organization that drafted him. In the case of Kevin uh, Garnett, it was Minnesota. He had to be basically told that right now, we get it. You want to be loyal. You love the people here. You love the organization, but you're in a bad marriage. The best thing that you could do for yourself and the organization would be to move. And then the best thing that ended up happening to Kevin Garnett is him going to the Boston yeah. Celtics. Could that be a situation with Damian Lillard? And obviously, the Knicks have the assets. To, uh, to get something done. I wonder about this about this player, and let's assume that he is healthy, and this would only be a one-year rental, I get it, or maybe two years. What if what if they somehow got LeBron? Really, what's like the one? So LeBron at this point, right, he's won in Cleveland, give them a championship. He proved he could win with a super team in Miami. He got two there. He went to L.A. He won there. He got, you know, Anthony Davis come. They won the bubble, whatever the case may be. The, he's doing he's doing things that Jordan didn't do. All time leading score. He's obviously was the top three, top four in the mm-hmm. case, whatever the case be. He wants to play with his son. It's like what else could LeBron James do to really add to his legacy if he doesn't get the six titles? How about if he got that one in New York? Where wasn't it just this past weekend they honored the '73 mm-hmm. championship team? I mean, it's been it's been 50 years since uh, since that happened. Would, could that be something? that they would look to. I, I would not – I'm not trying to start anything or do clickbait. I, I don't think the, uh, it's out of the realm of possibility because people in L.A. – exactly. People in L.A. do wonder about, uh, you know, is the front office and ownership happy with LeBron? Is he happy with them? I, I'm not so sure how it's all going to play out there. The problem is 
the second star that was supposed to take the baton from him looks like he's you know, decreasing at a faster rate than expected. We thought that Anthony Davis Indeed. was going to be the superstar and other people would come pair with him. LeBron decided to move away. But to your point, we've been kind of making the same argument. If Aaron Rodgers came here, he'll never catch Tom Brady. But if he came here and won a championship with the Jets, it'll it, 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 uh, catapult him as far as the status of great players because he lifted up a inept uh, organization. So How dare speak. you say inept, by the way. I don't think you need to go there. But still, I get what you're saying. But you know what? The Lillard one, though, would be – like we always were saying, like Patrick yeah. Kane to the Rangers is like what? It would be like Damian Lillard coming here. Well, had the yeah. shortest backcourt in basketball. I don't care. You got two guys that can light you well, up. They got it. They got it in Cleveland too, but they got unbelievable size there along the front line. That's why it it could work with uh, Damian Lillard. The one thing too about I always think about this for LeBron. Like really, what the other thing that like it's too bad Charlotte was a little bit better. Maybe LeBron would say, I know how I could get on Michael Jordan's good side. I'll go to Charlotte and win a championship <laughs> with him there. How interesting would Jordan that be? Jordan be trying to play one-on-one with him. <laughs> Jordan will win a championship as an owner with LeBron on the team. There you go. Well, I'll tell you, the, the, the thing is, or I thought this, when we were talking about the legacy collections, I don't know if you heard this, Frank. So uh, there's the six Jordans that Michael wore in his clinching games of each championship. Yeah. They're up for auction together. It's called the 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 legacy legacy collection, a dynasty collection, whatever it's called. And they're expecting to get like a hundred million dollars for this. LeBron buys them up. Just buy them up. You gonna buy them up and burn them? Just buy them. <laughs> 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 just, you know, I just the, bury the, the evidence. Long time equipment guy. The long time equipment guy for the Bulls was John Ligman. Uh, John Ligmanowski. It just looks exactly like the guys from Saturday Night Live, the Bears. You know, it looks like <laughs> oh one yeah. Of those guys. <laughs> yeah. And he became a big story when Jordan decided to go back from forty-five to twenty-three. Mm-hmm. And I guess he, the guy had been carrying around twenty-three in the equipment, whatever box that he has. So whenever we would see him on the road, because I did their last three finals when they won Michael won his last three championships, and I would always see that guy. They said, "You got an extra twenty-three." Because I always keep on handy. I'm thinking now, man, I should have offered the guy. Yep. Yeah. Maybe I should have stolen it. I should have offered the guy some money. Think of all the times I was around that just, darn team with Michael right. Jordan. Even who knows? He well, might have thrown them my way. Just, well, taken well, them. just well, say, oh, yeah, yeah, I got an extra 20. Here you go. Right? Yeah. Just throw it in your pocket. What, what's the guy that, that, that goes to all the Super Bowls and it sneaks into the, 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 the laundry shoot and steals stuff? That could have been Frank. There's a guy that does that? Yeah. Yeah, the guy got arrested. He, he got arrested. Stole Tom yeah. Brady's jersey. Yeah. Oh, that's right. The guy that stole right. Tom Brady's jersey. Yeah, yes. but he do it all the time. Yeah. Yep. See, Frank, man. Yeah. Crime does pay. He wouldn't have to wake yeah. up at 4 a.m. every morning doing a radio <laughs> exactly. show with Bryce Gallifrey. Hey, but we appreciate you jump, jumping on with us, my man. Thanks so much. All right, guys. Take care. All right. All the best. Frank Isol, again, you can see him around the horn, uh, PTI, and of course, Everywhere. again, uh, Yes Network, pre and post with the Nets. And uh, yes, every morning on SiriusXM. NBA radio, he and Brian Scalabrine. It's a great show. And every Tuesday at 8 o'clock, it's like their best segment ever. Yeah. Because I'm on. Featured. Yeah. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Here's the problem with our, our time slot is... Like all the big lunches, you know, all the Han shows, all they really want to do is go to lunch. Everything's lunch, right? Anybody that works in an office, all the people that are like the bosses, everything's a lunch. Oh, let's meet meet for lunch. We'll go to lunch. It's 3 (laughs) o'clock. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's 2.30. They come back. They're both wearing suits. They're like, all right, there must have been a lunch with some executives they didn't have to pay for. Yeah, power lunch. Must have been nice. Charge on the card. You and I sitting there just trying to scoff down some like chicken quesadilla like we're – you know if they come a couple here with, of twelve-year-olds in in a in cafeteria. You know if they come here with a, 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 a black plastic bag, what kind of uh, lunch they had? Oh, yeah. You know, you, you, we all know where you get the black plastic bag at. In case you got stuff you don't want nobody seeing what you got inside your bag. Oh, it's called that the holy moly. The holy moly. Yeah. And see, that's rich people things that I, don't, I can't relate to. Call it the bum bum tabernacle. <laughs> <laughs> they serve wings. Oh, lemon oh, pepper, oh, all, the, wings all, the wings. Wings. all the wings, yeah, lemon all pepper. the wings. And, a, and, a, and oddly enough, a hell of a ribeye steak. Hmm. Isn't that something? Hmm. Just randomly, really good steakhouse. A lot of seasoning, a lot of sauce on it. Do you know who had a really good like a steak? It was like I think it was a steakhouse, but it was like their their restaurant which served steak. Um, what was the um, twelve? Oh, it was on the east side. The the the, the famous club. twelve twelve not uh, twelve no oh. Are you talking about Holy Moly? No, not Holy Moly. Oh, not a Holy Moly? No. Mm, I really don't remember anything but the Holy Moly. Slipped my mind right now. And probably for for the better. 800-919-377. Hey, yo, I went to what? Scarlet's a couple weeks ago. They had like a potluck. <laughs> they sit there like, it's like a buffet. <laughs> but it's like somebody cooked food at the house. They got the... They got the uh, tinfoil uh, pants. They just scoop you out some stuff. I'm oh, like, Scarlet's do that, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, this made it somebody's house. Oh, you don't know, Alan. No, I was trying to remember because my cousin used to be the manager there for like 10 years. And I was like, why do I not remember it? Scores. Ah. Great, great steakhouse. They're still open? No, I don't think so. Sin City. Well, not the original. Sin, uh, the original, like, like I think there is a scores, but it's not yeah. that. Sin, it's City, not the, got, Sin City got closed historic, down. Historic, historic, you know. 
It's a damn shame. Ten GQ. Cities. Another good. A lot of business deals. I've done. heard. I've heard. Yeah. These are all things I've heard about. This I don't is the know funniest sure. thing I ever seen was John P. Key trying to sneak his big ass into the strip club. Like, man, come on, man. I played your tape earlier, man. He had a he had a Atlanta Hawks jersey on, bro. <laughs> How you gonna be a man of God and think that anybody in the world is gonna have an Atlanta Hawks jersey on? Go, was it Fred Hammond or John P. Key? It was one whatever the one with the with the, with, the, with, the, with the braids or the dress. Doesn't matter. Yeah, he was in there trying to save souls that night. So one night, my cousin, like, cause I just would go there like after games and stuff, and mm-hmm. my cousin would just like, you know, we'd we'd talk, he'd work, I would just have a drink, eat wings. And there was one night I won't name the Met, but it was a Met at the time. This is a long time ago, so it's not anybody current. But I don't want to name because I don't want to out because I don't know what his relationship situation was at the time. But he was hanging, he was there, and my cousin was like, I, he doesn't know sports, so he's like, you got to help me out, like. I, I, they're telling me he plays for the Mets. I don't know him. So I told him, I was like, oh, it's this dude. He's like, can you come over and help me? So I come over and like, we're hanging out. So I spend the rest of the night with this guy. One night only. Never, never saw him again. Never talked to him again. Nothing. We mm. just had a blast, right? It's like hangover. My man was all about the Crayola box. Uh. He wanted just variety. Well, equal opportunity. That's and what that, I'm talking and about. And I mean, it was a very busy you know, area. You know what we call that? Call it the Rainbow Coalition, baby. Yeah, that was Rainbow we're Coalition. all the nations together, baby. <laughs> that, that, really was, that was a United Nations kind of night. <laughs> I believe it. I, but it was fun. And again, it's like, it's one of those funny things that you're like, I, because I, we never talked again, ever. No need to. Met that well, night, stood, never, never saw each other again, had a memorable, man, that was a lot of fun. Wingman. <laughs> it was great. Like, I miss us. And you and I, you and I have to have one of these experiences one of these days. You okay with that? You comfortable with that? <laughs> I just told you I went to Scarlet the other week. Okay, but you go on your own. I'm saying, are you comfortable enough to share that kind of time with me? Absolutely. Yeah. Learn about you learn a lot about yes, your you friends. Do. Yes, listen, you do. I went to a strip club with a friend, and I said, "Listen, from now on, he will never drink out of a glass of my cup in my house." Oh no! Oh yeah. Paper cups for my own, brother. Mm-hmm. Disposable straws. That is not your line, buddy. DPH and I went one time. And Dino, you were with us. You remember when um, he had his, he had someone's hand wiped on his shoulder? Yeah, that was uh, what, Atlantic City. Yeah. yeah, and it's like that jacket went right into the garbage. <laughs> it was like, do you Didn't like make that it jacket? Out of the club? Not anymore. <laughs> Burn it. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's uh, let's go to Gary in Brooklyn. What's up, Gary? Uh, what's up? What's up, Bart? Allen was good. You got it. What up, though? The, the Knicks, the Knicks. Mm-hmm. They, they they got the vibe of the 90s Knicks, but they're not quite there yet. You understand? Let's see if they can make the fame in the playoffs. Let's see what they do. But um, the Josh Hart acquisition, that was key. You understand? Great fit. Grimes is the X factor. Grimes, let's see if Grimes could give us that, what he gave us last night. Every night or maybe something close to that, we'll, we'll, we'll go far. You understand? But they're not quite there yet. You understand? What's your expectations for them in the in the play playoffs? Oh, we gonna smack Cleveland. We mm. gonna smack them. Mm. Yeah, smack it. Smack them. They, they got that bad taste from the last time we got swept, but we ain't worried about that. But gonna hit time, them so hard. It's a, it's a different vibe. It's a different vibe. We gonna smack Cleveland. Gonna hit them so hard that Donovan's gonna ask for a trade during during the, the, the series. <laughs> He's going to, during the series, say, Cleveland, I need. I was supposed fault. to go to that he team. He wanted to be here. Yeah. He wanted to be here. It's not his fault. You can't blame him, but we're going to smack him. And mm. then when the second round is going to be good, too. Like what Frank said, it's going to be good. Be you know interesting. But we don't need LeBron. 
Frank, just be easy on that one. Yeah, right, LeBron, be, LeBron come to y'all when he's got nothing to offer. That'd be something, wouldn't it? Like you were really LeBron. Now you now you want to come? Yeah. Now, nah. yeah. And then when and then when they don't drive lose, he brownie. blames everybody else. And he gonna make you drive brownie, brownie. Well, we'll have plenty of second round picks to do that. Oh, <laughs> yo, little brownie's way better. But watch out for them Boozer twins. Ooh. Yeah, you keep talking about them that, Boozer Carlos twins, Boozer. Them Boozer twins, kids, is gonna be probably the best crop of second they, gen. Are they like, like twelve years old and they're six nine, two forty already? Yeah, yo, right, going through AU like it's. Well, you know, he was built like Buck Williams, too. Yes, he was. I mean, he had that carpet taco meat on his chest. One of the nicest guys in the world, by the way. Is he? Like a tremendously nice guy. I mean, he lost me when he put the Beijing, he put the shoe polish hairstyle on. Well, I thought he painted that. Yeah, it was. Right? That wasn't even they like did, hair. They, they, did that with, they did it with a roller. <laughs> <laughs> they not, they the little not, mini roller? Yeah, they got a mini roller. <laughs> Where'd you paint a cabinet? <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, man. Mike and Wes Caldwell, what's up, Mike? Mike! Mike, Mike, Mike. Damn, Mike. <sighs> so much promise. All right, instead of talking to Mike, let's do this. There's um, There were grades for, for NFL teams yeah. about facilities. Report and card. All the things that they have to offer players. And the NFLPA uh, had a bunch of players, over 1,000 players, grade their teams. And their facilities. Where do the Jets and Giants rank among NFL teams in just you know, making players happy? And who's the worst? Oh, boy. Wait till you see who the absolute worst is. F. You wouldn't be surprised. Let's just put it there. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Well, we got to have kids take away all our spontaneity. You know what I mean? I got to sit at a volleyball practice tonight. <laughs> That's what you I got to do. That's what, what I got to do tonight. You know what I say? What? F them kids. No, let's not do that. Hey, um, the Michael K show is coming up next. The boys are in the studio getting ready. Uh, you can see them live from the bar at Moynihan Trail Hall. Moynihan's not an easy word to say, a name to say. Moynihan. It's pretty much like every word I have to say. <laughs> well, they'll be. It'll be Friday, March tenth, uh, before the semifinal round of the Big East tournament. You can stop by before you head to the Garden or before you commute home. Enter a chance to win tickets to the championship game, of course, of the Big East. Michael K. Show live from the bar at Moynihan Trail Hall. Train Hall. See? It messes you up. It's a tongue twister. Moynihan Train Hall. It's like when I used to have to say, what's the word? Why do you got to call it like Penn Station's easy? Penn Station. Yeah. Grand Central Station. Easy. Moynihan Train Hall. It's just difficult. Can we just call it something else? So let's call it MTH. I know who it's after, who's but it, still. Who's it after? I'm an Daniel Patrick Moynihan. Who's that? He was a senator. I know. Hmm. That's what they named it after. But it just, it's a lot. Can we change that to the Bismarcky Choo Choo Train? We should. That's what we should call it. The Bismarcky Choo Choo Train Station. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. uh-huh and they uh-huh. just call it the Biz. Yeah, the Biz. I'm about to catch the Biz, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll see you at the Biz. biz. I'll see you at the Biz. All right, huh? so see the Meet K the show biz. at the bar at the Biz. See, March like 10th, that. steps away from Madison Square Garden and Penn Station. It's brought to you by Jack Daniels, Sam Adams, and truly Hod Seltzer. How do you think the Jets and Giants rank? Um, how'd you like the locker room at um, locker Florham room? Park? Lo- locker room was, was cool, but you know that was nine years ago, and it pretty much looks the same. Uh, you know, a lot of new stadiums, a lot of new practice facilities made, so yeah. it's been mad upgrades to other places. All right, so the uh, NFLPA put out like report cards. Mm. I'm uh, glad they, they're doing this, by the way. Thirteen hundred players provided information to share with one another about their current club. And it, it's basically like, because you're a free agent, you're going to sign with a team and all that stuff. Like, you need to know, like, how is this place? How is it, right? Yeah. So it's all about little overall working conditions, the daily experience, things that you don't see on camera. So let's go with treatment of families first. The Dallas Cowboys got an A+. The Vikings and the Panthers all got A's. The Buffalo Bills an A-. minus. The New York Giants, B+. The Jets, Bart, C-plus, treatment of family? No, they, that's not true. Well, I mean, somebody had to say they didn't like it. All right. That's because somebody complained about not being able to put their kids in the, in the, in the kids' club because it's somebody's auntie and they're their real kid. All right, but go ahead. <laughs> Nutrition. Again, Dallas Cowboys, top of the list, A. Oh. Green Bay Packers, an A. Eagles, A. Dolphins, A. And the A-minuses go to the Vikings, the Niners, and the Raiders. So, nutrition... Very good. Giants, B+. Plus. Jets, C-. Minus. What, are Nutri- you guys? what are they giving you guys? Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know why or who said that. Because what are they giving I know, you guys? Hot no, no, dogs no, no, and Fritos? No, 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 not at all. What are I we know, doing here? I know for a fact that Woody Johnson only allows grass-fed beef and all organic meats there. Well, somebody. And, my, and the chef there, Marcus, they cooking steaks, lobster. Somebody's calling, calling them out. Somebody lying. C- minus for nutrition. Somebody lying. Somebody lying. Do you want to know who's the worst? This, there's, there was three Jackson, Jacksonville. There were three F minuses in nutrition. In nutrition, 
It would have been when Rex was there. We used to have like a we had like a cheese we had like a cheese uh, fountain. <laughs> with, with, you had a, a, with a charcuterie, charcuterie board. Uh, Chargers were an F. Cardinals F minus. Bengals F minus. Saints F minus. All right, weight room. Well, Saints, you get the pole boy, man. Like weight room. We're running out of time. Okay. Weight room. Bills, Raiders, Cowboys, and Dolphins all get A pluses for their weight room. The Bears, the Texans, and Vikings and Packers all got A's. And uh, let's see. The, so the, the the Saints, Seahawks, and Niners and Eagles all got A minuses. So where are the Giants? The Giants, B plus. Once again, the Giants very steady at a B plus. The Jets, B minus. What the hell? And you know what are we doing there? They just redid. Listen, that's a new facility, and the Jets facility is way more modern right. and new than the. Than I want to get through as fast as we can. Strength staff, uh, no, a lot is, of a lot of A's. Yeah, I think everybody loves their strength staff, except They're, for the Baltimore Ravens. You have they you just have, fired their guy. The the Giants got a B plus. The Jets got a B. The Ravens got an F minus. Yeah, that's what they fired. Yeah, their yeah. Guy. training room, uh, pretty positive stuff all around. The Giants got a B plus in the for their training room. Jets C plus. Somebody doesn't like what the Jets have. Training staff, Giants A plus among very many A pluses, A's. Everybody's A's all the way down the board. But when you get to the Jets, B. Training staff. Last but not least, locker room. Most important part of the team, right? Yep. All right. A lot of A's. A whole lot of A's, actually. Where are the Giants? They got a B. How about the Jets? B minus. The Jets did not score very well here. Not well, well at I'm, all. I'm glad they do that because this is going to hold people accountable. Now the, now, the Washington Commanders, by the way, got F's D plus, <laughs> F minus, F minus. Like, nobody likes that place. And the Arizona Cardinals, F, F minus, F minus, F minus, F. Not good place to play. Patrick Kane makes his Ranger debut tonight at the Garden, so you get a back-to-back nights at the Garden with a whole lot of energy. The heartbeat of New York at Madison Square Garden. It'll be tonight. Enjoy the game tonight and enjoy the K-Show, which is coming up next. See you tomorrow, Bart. Uh-huh. Thanks for listening to the Bart and Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.